Welcome to the Custom Culture Rodcast, brought to you by Car Culture Deluxe and Old School Rods Magazine. And I am sitting here once again with Murpho and the real Mrs. Murphy at Murpho's Rod and Custom Shop in beautiful Buda, Texas. How are y'all doing today? Doing great, dude. What's happening, man? Man, weather's good. I'm good. I'm above the ground, not down, so I'm all right, man. I'm all right. Yeah, and I know you've been working a lot, dude. I've been, I've been, I've been burning the candle, as they say, but that's all right. But we're all looking forward to a cool episode on the Rodcast. Great episode. Great episode. Let's touch base. I just want to, for those of you who haven't heard yet we were talking with voodoo larry from voodoo larry customs from elk grove illinois this this cat i mean when, when you're talking about custom cars in the midwest you, his name is like the, the name of the the next gen of custom car builders that are coming up i mean the, the guy's fantastic he's so interesting and so good man we had such a good mm-hmm. interview with him yeah Amazing. a legend he's yeah. become a legend there you go mm-hmm. yeah yeah and right now we're going to be uh, talking with with Dale Van Zant and a little b- background on him. And he's a columnist for the Boulevard Crawl in Car Culture Deluxe, but he's also he's been publishing forever and doing things. And right, he's kind of you know fits our fits in our mold, or we fit in his mold of you know print media and doing what we do about keep print media alive. So this is one cool cat. I'm going to tell you that. Um, you know, when we got here and we started doing our thing, we didn't, of course, have any idea what we were getting into. We just put our best foot forward and, <laughs> and have gone for it. We've had some vision and some ideas and so forth. But we were really fortunate, dude. Like, Dale is somebody that I had not even met. And I want to use the word inherited. I don't know if that's the right thing to say. But he, he was here already. And thank God, like, this dude is super knowledgeable, experienced, talented. Mm-hmm. He writes a great column. I, I kind of made him switch, though, from one title to the other. So we'll talk about that with him, too. But... Man, we're we're super excited to have him on tonight. Well, let's get him on. Dale, you there? Yes, Dale Van Zandt? Uh, here I am. Here he is. <laughs> hey, Dale. <laughs> How you doing, folks? Doing great, man. How are you? Good, good. It's nice and uh, warm and sunny out here. Oh, yeah, it's Southern California. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's, so, where it's the same 366 days a year in yeah. Southern California. So it's a little humid in Texas today. <laughs> I'm jealous. I want to go to California. Yeah, Miss yeah. Charlie loves California. I started yeah. this day at 6'7", and I'm now 6'4", because of the humidity. I'm shrinking. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, so Dale... It alluded to a little bit, but you know, you were here before us and you've been doing this for a long time. Uh, tell us, man, a little bit of backstory, like how you got started in, in writing and print yeah. media and all that, man. First of all, it's great to be here. Um, this, this is you, you folks are, you know, I got to, I got to meet you guys briefly at the last grand national roadster show, but I wish I could just, uh, transport myself out to uh, Texas for a day or two and just hang out. Well, we would love that. Yeah. You should come out here. We should do yeah. that. I can't bring weather with me though. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll tell you the, the way I got started doing this. First of all, you know I've been a hot rodder, car guy, since I was a kid. Basically, I grew, I grew up handing my dad wrenches in the garage. I remember watching my mom boil the block of a flathead Ford in the garage in a 55 <laughs> gallon oil drum in wow. like bo- boiling lye Damn. or something like that. I don't know what it was. My mom didn't do anything <laughs> no. like that. My mom made oh, sandwiches. Badass, mom. Yeah. <laughs> right. I've actually got, and my dad, when he pulled, when he pulled the, uh, the motor out of that shoebox, he was a, a guy down the street named Johnny Price. This, this kid with the, oh, the, you know, the, the white, 
V-neck undershirt with the cigarettes rolled up in the sleeves, up his <laughs> sleeve, and mm-hmm. and the hair slicked back. I mean, I'm talking like you know, 1965, 60. Yeah, so so Johnny Price Franzi used to rumble by in this super badass '56 uh, Chevy, oh. and he talked my dad into building that flatty uh, in the shoebox, which was just a family car until then. <laughs> And because, oh, man, you can you can run it out at Ramona uh, Dragway, which was uh, one of the, the two big drag strips out, out here at that time. Yep. And there's a there's actually I have an eight millimeter movie of my dad putting that fresh motor back in the shoebox. And he was such a DIY guy. Uh, he had he didn't have a cherry picker or a chain fall or anything. So he built he built a. Uh, a cherry picker he made a frame out of two by fours and <laughs> and they're actually my dad's my dad's straddling this motor in the in the engine compartment as it's getting lowered with a you know like like a chain fall and and the thing collapsed and oh. and so there's this there's this eight millimeter movie of my dad just dropping with the, <laughs> with this motor down into the engine compartment of this shoebox as oh, as two i fours like sticks just fold in on each other. It's probably but, a good thing there wasn't audio in that thing back then. <laughs> oh, I know, man. No, I learned some I learned some really good curse words from my dad. <laughs> you know, he was a he was a tall guy like you, and he used to uh, he used to whack his head on the the top of the garage door when he oh, walked in the garage. Yeah. I, first of all, I didn't know that Christ had a middle initial. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so so I've just been around cars my whole life, and and um, as far as the writing thing goes, I've always liked to write, and uh, but I never did anything with it. I actually I remember when I was like a uh, like a, a junior in high school, we got assigned in English class this teacher who used to sit in the back of the class and pour Jack Daniels in his coffee cup. He would just assign us just. You know, 20 minutes left in the class, I want you to fill up an entire page of, you know, writing anything. And so I wrote about not having anything to write about. And at that time, I said, hey, you know, <laughs> you can you can tell a story or talk about just about anything. You know, kind of fast forward to I think it was about 2004. I was out at the Grand National Roadster Show and I had a little bit of a connection to car culture deluxe because i knew aaron lasky who was the original publisher of that title i was actually looking for him and i i saw uh, anna marco who used to work for cool house uh setting up in suede palace she was helping helping somebody set up a car and i had a conversation with her and i told her how i was jealous you know just of the fact that she got to write stuff and see it in print you know writing something and seeing it in print Murph, like you talked about in in, in a previous uh, podcast about the first time you see your car in the page of pages of a magazine. Right. It was just like, oh my god, I've arrived. That's, and, it's uh, like it's the it's the thing. Like yeah. like it's like you've made it, right? That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. And so I was talking to her, and she's like, "Have you ever won the lottery?" And I said, "No." And she goes, "Do you buy lottery tickets?" And I said, "No." And she said, "Well, how the hell are you going to win the lottery if you don't buy lottery tickets?" <laughs> and I kind of. Fair I kind of scratched my head and looked at her, and I was, and she was like, she was like, "Dude, if you got stories, send one in," and and that's it. I mean, that's I I pulled one of my stories, which actually was was uh, ended up being a feature on on my own car on uh, this forty Chevy Gasser that I had, and how I ended ended up with it and and that kind of stuff. And they ran the first one, 
and it was cool. And then I wrote a couple other features, um, show, you know, maybe a show coverage or two. And then I got I, I got the super plum gig of interviewing uh, artist Robert Williams, who is just you know the the Mac Daddy of lowbrow art yeah. and coolest guy on the planet. It, just the super super cool guy, and that went really well. And then one day they they called me and they said, "Hey, we're expanding the the magazine, Car Culture, and we we want to give you the back page." And so I was like. Okay. Yeah. Right. Oh. And and that was that. And so what, man? It's been like I don't even know, sixteen years now it's, or something. Wow. And, that's wow. so so badass, Dale. These articles, like everything that you've had that's been published, you I'm going to assume have all of them. For for quite a while, I was getting two copies of everything because <laughs> I have I have two I have two sons, and I'm like I want to leave this for my for my boys. So, that's, <laughs> so this yeah. is so badass because this is what we're speaking to is the fact that print media is something like it's something that's forever. It's yes. tangible. Yes. It's an accomplishment. You can see it, and it means so much. It is, and, and, yeah. and you you just nailed the, the or hit the nail on the head. You now have heirlooms to give your kids of your work doing your thing so your kids can show, not just tell them about, but show them their kids and their grandkids and their great kids, all of that. That's, dude, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. True, It's true. And, 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 you know, I lost my mom last year and, and it was afterward, probably the hardest thing for me was that I, I, ne I don't think that she told me all the stories she had to tell. Mm. And, and these, and you know, my kids, uh, uh, they've been around, obviously around hot rodding their entire lives. And, you know, I've been writing most of, most of their conscious lives, certainly to be able to just hand these off to them. Um, and also I, I got to tell you this about my column. It has become in a way kind of a journal for me because uh, awesome. because if you you know you you write that many of them over 16 years and you tell a lot of stories and you remember a lot of stuff and you commit it to uh, ink on paper and and those stories you know like the ones that you know went with the ether when my mom left us you know my stories are are all there there's stories about stuff that happened to me all the way back into high school and before incorporated into, into my columns you know, it's it's almost like a, a living, you know, legacy, but it's like therapy, right? right? Yeah, it is. It's like a living, breathing thing. I mean, yeah. it's you on paper. It's you. That's yeah. awesome. And when you're sitting there writing it, there's this, this kind of free association that happens because you remember generally an event, and then you start thinking about it, and when you start writing it, how it really went down uh, really comes flooding back to you. And so it's like I'm just poking this thing in my head that, hits the nerve of that particular memory and the synapses are firing and there it is on paper. So, and I'm sitting here right now, I'm looking at, at, uh, these, these wire magazine racks that are just stuffed full of, of the publications just sitting on the top shelf of my bookcase, you know, I, love I guess. That. So, you know, Dale, and I, I know you've heard some of this, but it's the case for us, you know, it's become like really uh, our mantra. It's our crusade. You know, like I, I've realized after we've been here for a bit, that um, this really is our purpose, man. Like the reason I think that Charlie and I were put here in this spot with these titles doing this is because it's become something that we're supposed to do to try and preserve this experience for future generations. Yeah, I mean, everybody, you know, and, and I, of course, can talk about the car side of it. But, you know, like for a model 
or for mm-hmm. a photographer mm-hmm. or for a writer or for a car guy. Like there just isn't anything that replaces this experience. And this is what we are doing is trying to like keep this alive for people. And Dale, man, like we can't even begin to tell you how much we appreciate you, dude, mm-hmm. and what you do for the magazine. And like, it's just like been, it's been so easy and trans, like just easy to do this with you. And I, I just am sitting here thinking how much I wish I had more opportunity to get to like talk to you, to know you, to be around you. Like the one thing I have real struggle with doing all of this is the time, you know, it's like, it's so hard to keep up and do this stuff, but I'm just telling you, man, thank you. Oh, it's, it's, you know what? It's my pleasure. I think I told Shelby when I met her that, that I, I would pay you guys and I'm not, you know, to, to, to let me do this. I mean, it's not, and I don't want to get a phone call saying that I owe you money or anything like that, but, hey. but I, but, but it's, it's a, it's a, it's an honor and it's a privilege. And really it is like you guys were saying a few minutes ago, uh, this is a historical record. Right. And, um, you know, people, people will look back on this and they'll have these magazines, you know, and, and it's, it's, there's a there's a thing happening right now i don't know that any of us foresaw and i was around working in the in the publishing business when you know when the desktop revolution as they called it happened and right. um and then here here came mac computers here came the internet here came all of this stuff and people were saying for for folks like me now my family uh, has worked in printing literally for generations you know my grandfather had a print shop in chicago my father left school at like 14 and started working in that print shop and he was in printing his whole life and i ended up getting into printing and i've been in printing since i was in high school the, you know the the thing is that the there's this this thing happening people said that the internet was going to completely eradicate the printed word right. and all of us in, in publishing and printing were quaking in our boots because it's how we fed our families but in working with a lot of clients i found that the ones who were the most successful in making the transition from like say selling stuff through a catalog a print catalog instead of just switching over to all online the ones who were more successful used both print and digital media in tandem in like this synergistic relationship where the, the print supported the online and the online supported the print and the sum total of the two was greater than the parts right. if that makes yeah. sense no Absolutely. totally one, one of the things that we're trying to do right now is get everything that we're doing to be digital mm-hmm. and not because mm-hmm. we want to be digital you know what i mean but like we want to have the platform to be able to synergize and have a, like a multimedia brand and like be able to we get to cater to the digital. yeah and then and, and there's a digital <laughs> audience right yeah Certainly with with merch and that kind of stuff and and submitting payment, you know, buying subscriptions to the magazine, that kind of thing. It's absolutely necessary. But mm-hmm. but again, getting back to the whole print thing, it's analogous to what you see happening around you right now. You know, just in the last few years, what is the what is the biggest selling you know, percentage-wise, media it right now is the resurgence of vinyl. Vinyl, and, man, it's huge. It's and, the biggest and, ever. And, yeah, the vinyl, and and you know, my kid was walking around, you know, a couple of weeks ago with this, of all things, a Polaroid camera. I'm like, what the heck is that? And he's like, <laughs> no. he's like, oh, dude, this is a Polaroid. They're really cool. I'm like, no, no, no. We had Polaroids back long before you were alive, but it's that it's what what print is is uh, and vinyl and and photographs like that people are starting to shoot film again is that these things 
are tactile and that you hold them in your hands. We have not evolved into a race of people who have simply one mouse finger and and one foot to push ourselves around in an office chair. You know, we still have our hands and our and our feet and and we like to hold things and touch things and experience them. And even the ritual of it, you know, uh, for vinyl, it's getting that thing and looking at the the cover art on the sleeve and flipping it over and then sticking your fingers in just with your thumb and forefinger and you know carefully pulling it out and then holding it with the your flat palms and putting it on the turntable and spinning it around and mm-hmm. de-dusting it and dropping the knee all of that is a ritual mm-hmm. and we we want our rituals and that's that's why print is is a big deal you can't you know, you can, you can hold this magazine in your hand. You can, you know, if you don't care about Feel passing it, along to your kids, it, you can. Tangible. Yeah, you it's right it there. You can pocket. lay it out You flat flat on the table. There's your car. Right. There's your column. Like, you can you, see it and you have and it you forever. Inter- and you interact with it. That's yeah. that's the whole thing. It's, uh, it's Interact is a great way to yeah. put that. Great yeah, you really do. So And so, again, I'm, you know, to me, I think that, uh, I think that the kind of the die is already cast. Print is print is here to stay, and the people who are gonna who are gonna excel. Since like you saw when Peterson dropped, you know, right. eight or ten publications at one mm-hmm. yeah. one swing of the axe or yep. whatever it was, and you know, you guys on the other hand have taken these magazines and you've just said, okay, we're gonna you know shepherd these things into the new millennium, and and we're gonna make them look better than anything else out there on the shelves, and that's. Print quality control was was my main focus for many many years, and and the quality of these magazines is just super top notch. I couldn't uh-huh. I couldn't I'm the most discerning print guy ever, and I could not be happier with what I see in the mail every month. Man, thank, thank you. you, and right. thank you for everything you do. You know, we really have made a huge commitment in our lives to try and do our best. And you know, mm-hmm. Dale, I haven't been shy about this. Like we didn't know what we were doing or getting into. We just had a purpose, you know, and, and mm-hmm. wanted to. And, you know, I hope that it's going the way that we think it is. And we want to improve the imagery as a car guy. I have looked in the past at some of the imagery being kind of two dimensional and I'm missing something that I want to see on one of these cars. And so I am constantly trying to talk well, to it just was flat. Like it, I, I feel like our imagery now is like, I feel like you're looking at the photo. You're, it's almost like you're there. Like right. you, it really draws in the viewer. And, and oh, it's, it's, it's delicious for sure. We're, <laughs> we're trying to go with bigger imagery and yeah. cross pages and do a lot of stuff, you know, with like full car and, and like where, you know, you can just like really kind of have, have that, that depth, what have you. So I think that that's a big thing. And, Really, I don't know. I was just like kind of elevate with the cars even, mm-hmm. you know. It's, it's kind of like we've tried to get a differentiation in rods from CKD, like kind of for real. Locations, and, and, everything. Yeah, and coordinating, you know, and, and we've... Well, I feel like now when we create feature, this is, a, this is the thing. Before, I feel like photographers were shooting at free will at cars and a model, they'd kind of just do whatever. But now everything is is coordinated in house and and every every feature is built with a purpose mm-hmm. so there's a lot of like thought it, that goes into each one of the features that you see in the magazine so yeah it definitely shows i'll tell you a little secret when they first uh when these magazines were first being published and and you know everybody every single thing that that was 
went in that magazine was was a submission from a freelance photographer mm-hmm. and or writer and i know for for a fact like back in the old old days they were shooting with those little disposable box cameras. Wow. Yeah. You know, I think I have some of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so yeah, it's also, I wanted to mention, uh, you know, I have, you know, there's, there's photography uh, that was happening back in the early sixties. And I wish I could cite the ph- photographers mm-hmm. for you. Maybe, maybe one of them, I would say, maybe it was, I think Marsha Campbell might've been her name. Um, and they would shoot these gorgeous customs in front of, uh, really interesting architectural backdrops, and and they were very, very high end and very sort of almost statuesque looking. And you guys have are have now firmly changed into that lane right there because nice. because the stuff that I see is really it, it. I mean, it harkens back to those early 1960s you know, color publications and the photography that the really, really great stuff that was happening back then. And you guys have just, just clicked on it, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. (laughs) Keep on rocking in the free world. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, um, yeah, we need to take a quick break for our sponsors a minute. Okay. Uh, Dale, when we come back, we're going to, uh, ask somebody to join us. So we're going to introduce her. She is uh, Jamie Brains, and I'm gonna. I'll fill you guys all in here after we take this quick okay. break. All right, we get. We gotta hit the sponsor and, page. And Dale, don't forget to remind me. I want to talk to you more about vinyl. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. We'll be right back. All right. Thanks. Hey, y'all. This is Double Deuce, the voice of Custom Culture Broadcast. Do your part. Keep print media alive. Head on over to MurphosPublishing.com. You can subscribe to both magazines, Car Culture Deluxe and Old School Rods. Do your part, as everyone should. Keep print media alive. Subscribe today. If any of you out there are interested in or inquiring about sponsorship or advertising on the Custom Culture Rodcast, contact Art at MurphosPublishing.com. Do your part. Help keep print media alive. Subscribe to our custom culture broadcast. Hit the five-star button. We need your support. We have been sitting here and talking with Dale Van Zant, And right now I want to introduce another um, patron to our show. This is Jamie Brains. She is amazing. She is a DJ. She's a broadcast radio. She's the co-host of the Rockabilly Review on uh, KNON in Dallas, as well as a million other things. Jamie Brains, tell us about yourself. Hello. 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 (laughs) So, uh, first and foremost, I'm a gigantic music nerd, as you might have uh, maybe guessed. (laughs) So, um, I've been totally into music from the time I can remember and... Um, as of the last probably 10 years, annoying everyone around me with constantly telling them random facts about musicians that most people don't really care to know. Um, <laughs> the Cliff Clavin of music trivia. Yeah, man, yeah. I would totally, I might win on a music Jeopardy, but only nice. if it's in a niche genre, so maybe that won't happen. <laughs> and I'd probably be really nervous and just kind of mumble and stumble on my words a little bit. So, Jamie, welcome. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. I, There's live music this weekend, so I'm in a good mood. We're excited <laughs> for you to be kind of joining our team and Absolutely. starting to do some 
some stuff with us. I want to introduce you to Dale Van Zant, who's also on. Say hi, Dale. Hey, Jamie. How you doing? I'm doing great. Hi, Dale. Dale hi. is a featured columnist in our magazine and has been here for a long time. We are um, super excited to have him. Charlie, why don't you share with us how you met uh, Jamie and kind of where we're going with with what she's doing? Oh, there's a giggle on the far end. Jamie says, this, "This is going to be a good story, ladies and gentlemen." I met Jamie. Well, I w- I've known Jamie for a, a long, too long. Um, I've known I've known her since probably what 2010, Jamie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been about 2010. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, when I was doing mostly photography at that time, um, I was starting to starting to do pinup photography, and um, I loved Jamie's look. She was super cute, and she was doing a lot of pinup modeling then. And um, I just shot her an email, and she come and shot with me, right? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) You're living really close to where I live now. And it's really weird because I'll drive past that same area. Oh my my God. That's where I met Charlie like 10 years ago. That's where I started too. I was a single mom and I was living in a townhouse and my studio, I had turned my little one car uh, garage that was below my, my townhouse into a photography studio. So yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, I remember being really nice and the pictures were Aww, beautiful. They, so, they I mean, you. I it didn't seem like it was a first step, put it that way. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, and then I figured out I had a face for radio, so I've kind of sensed yeah. I'm not I don't really dabble in that anymore. Yeah. So anyways, I I think we've we've known each other for a while now and then um she hit me up and she was saying that she had some cool ideas for the magazine and I um, gave her a phone call and we had a cool conversation about music and um, bringing her on and doing a column with the magazines. Um, And then I thought it would be really cool um, just to bring her on the podcast and give her maybe a little segment on music, a little lesson for our... So, um, Jamie, you're um, a music connoisseur. Do you by chance collect vinyl? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's the deal. I won't lie. I'm a total music nerd. I love music through and through. I do collect vinyl. However, I won't lie. I do prefer uh, my digital uh, kind of ease of modern. Uh, like as far as when I'm on the radio show, um, you know, I choose all digital. But yes, at home, I am a mm-hmm. vinyl collector. We have a little too much. We have two full boxes in the garage and about three hutches full of them. So, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm trying to say I don't have a problem, but yes. <laughs> this, is not so, an, this is not an, in, in a, what is it, an interview, not an interview, an intervention. An no, intervention. No, no, no. No, we're, no, we're not trying to take you away from your vinyl. vinyl. We're, we're I'm vinyl. on the right call for the music lovers anonymous, right? Yeah. One of the things we're talking about with what we're doing, Jamie, is like, you know, trying to preserve print media for future generations and for mm. people to have the experience to like see their work in print, whatever it is, whatever they create, like what, whatever, you yeah, know, like yeah. I want to see my cars, you know, and, 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 and I understand that. And, and Dale, I'm, I'm curious, you know, I know that you've said it and I've said it, but vinyl has become like cool again. Mm. Like what's old is new and, you know, of course, we live kind of yesteryear in the cars that we're into and so forth. But can can you speak to that, man? Like, what what do you think, like, print media is going to hang in there and become, like, super popular, right? 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's there. I'll tell you, I, I remember maybe, uh, early nineties. The, the first time I saw my, I saw one of my cars in a magazine yeah. and, and there's nothing, I still have that magazine up on the shelf and, yep. and, you know, and, and it's kind of, you know, nowadays it's, you know, everybody's a photographer cause there's, cause your phone is your camera and your camera is your phone. Uh, but that's just not the case. And, and, uh, you know, when I saw in rear's rides, I, I saw, you know, two of my cars in one shot and that was like, I had arrived and even for my, uh, uh, although it did kind of take me off a little bit because I told them that my, that my 40 Chevy was, was running low 11s in the quarter. And they said Dale claims to run low 11s in the quarter. So I, I sent them a couple of time slips, um, just because it kind of takes me off. But, but, and that was rod and custom, but, but anyways, yeah, it's, and I've got kids 20, 22 and 24 years old. And like we were talking, they're, they're completely into, they do listen to Spotify and they do, you know, the, all the ease of, of the digital media, but they have, my son has now collected more records than I have, more vinyl records, more yeah. vinyl records than I have. And like I said, he's got a Polaroid camera with pictures of his girlfriend all over the place. <laughs> And, um, and, and I personally, I think the chances are very, very good that this stuff is, is all here to stay because people said, okay, convenience is awesome, but along with convenience comes a degradation of quality. Yeah, and, that's right. And, yeah. and, uh, and so and you can fleeting. have this thing that it's fleeting and you can have this tactile, like we're saying, hold it in your hand, set yeah. it on the coffee table, take mm-hmm. it out of your pocket and show it to your friends, exactly. yeah. you know? Yeah. You don't have to. You don't have to spread your fingers on a magazine to zoom up so that you can see your car. You know, it's right yeah. there. <laughs> so, so you know, and we're like really hyper focused right now on the fact that you have to do both. Yeah. You know, we're not going to keep print yep. media alive without digital and no. vice versa. And so, you know, we're working really hard right now to get our digital act together and get out mm. there. And one of the you know reasons that we're doing what we're doing right now here is to is to talk. You know, to get out like that. You know, we can support that and. And keep this alive and purpose do the, the purpose of the podcast is to mm-hmm. keep keep it going. So, man, you know, I, I think that's awesome. Dale, are you into music? I, I am. I'm a, I'm a musician. I, okay. I, nice. Yeah, I, yeah, I play, I play uh, in a blues band uh, called Diego Blues nice. uh, around down here around the SoCal area. And uh, in this one, I'm playing drums and singing lead vocals. I've also fronted bands playing guitar and singing leads so yeah and i'm wow. i'm actually actually stuff stuff's opening right back up now and we're starting to we're starting to gig again nice. um Yay. which is which is really cool yeah, yeah absolutely music it's, it's fun to be i can't even tell you how happy like i feel like there is actually a, a light at the end of the tunnel the yes. fact that live music is coming back because exactly. i could not fathom there for a little bit the thought of there not being live music was crushing to me you know that's just irreplaceable great mm-hmm. memories it's just so I'm, I, I gotta say i'm happy i'm sure you are too dale the music it's coming coming back, you know it's yeah it's coming back out here with a vengeance it's uh you know uh finally when when things look like it was going to be an all clear for the clubs to start opening up places that you know you maybe sometimes they had music but they're using live music now to get their clientele back yeah. and so and so we're booking like crazy and i'll tell you what you know the the whole mantra of support live music uh, goes hand in hand with support print media mm-hmm. and 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 people do 
uh, they do take that up. I can see the generation that is my kids, you know, yeah. um, su- supporting print media the way they support live music, the way you support local business well, is an actual thing that they strive to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they've got a good influence with you. <laughs> I'll tell you, that's, yeah. that's parenting winning right there, you yeah. know, with the your, kid, your kids having <laughs> yeah. more vinyl records than you got and Polaroid. I mean, the it print is, media. man. They yeah. get, they get yeah. it. They get it. They get print media, and they get they get the vinyl. You know, they're all resurgence. I love it. I love it. Jamie's yep, little do. girls are like, I feel like surrounded by music all the time. Yes, uh, they are. You upload videos of them all the time, especially your oldest singing. Right? She sings. Yeah, she plays a uh, flute in her in band at yeah. school. Wow. Um, she's kind of you know she's almost thirteen now, so mm-hmm. she's a little i shouldn't have said little i shouldn't have said little too that's probably so lame of me <laughs> i forget but i see her as like i've known jamie for so long that i've known her probably how old was she jamie in 2010 oh, she was probably um so 2008 so a two going on three a baby so she's still yeah. ba- like i have mommy <laughs> eyes so i just see she's still a baby she's a baby no matter how old she is <laughs> she'll always be a baby yeah. i always tell my girls i'm like i don't care how big you are how old you are you're my baby and you're always going to be my baby and i'll come sit on my lap <laughs> i say the same <laughs> i say the but same things to my sons on- and they're 13 and 10 and they look at me like what are you crazy dad <laughs> I, come here and give me a hug yes. that gun before I grab, you know, I, I get it. <laughs> you know, I will say um, something uh, on the terms of, you know, these uh, younger generations being into vinyl. That um, makes me so happy. Um, I got the best frantic phone call last weekend. Um, two friends and I, we had a girls night and I stayed over there and I get a phone call, a FaceTime from Audrey at like 1130 at night. She's whispering. She's out in the garage. We have a, a, a record player in the living room and we have one out in the garage. Um, and she calls me and she's like, mom, she's like, it won't, the needle thing won't drop down. I think I broke it. How do I fix it? You just scared that dad was going to come out in the garage and find that the record player was broken. But I was so happy that moment. That you, you know, even if you did break it, you're out there playing vinyl with a little friend exactly. on a Saturday night. I am proud of you right that now. Won't yeah. That won't be mad. That won't be mad. That's awesome. I think we'll let it yeah. slide. I was so proud. I was so, so proud. So I think that younger generation, yeah, like she's 12 going on 13. And, you know, we went to, there's a, a really great record shop here in Fort Worth called Docs. And uh, we went yeah. a week ago and um, she was with us and she's like, mom, can I get this? And it's like a Lana Del Rey vinyl. <laughs> but I was like, that's so awesome. Like you're actually, you want to actually, you want to get vinyl? Like you want to be in public with us, number one. And you want to buy vinyl? <laughs> wow. That's awesome. <laughs> <So> Winning. <laughs> So I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about what we have in store this year going forward now that COVID is starting to hopefully lift and we're getting in front of that and car shows are going to open up again. Thank goodness. And what we're going to do. So Dale, man, what do you, what are you kind of looking forward to with your column and what are you going to be kind of bringing us? You got some ideas and where's your head at these days, man? You know what? I got to tell you, the column is, for me has become a very organic and spontaneous thing every once in a while i do uh you know in the time in between the time in between uh magazines coming out i might have like a little incident that happens or some something noteworthy happens that that just goes back into this this sort of junk trap in the back of my brain and then i sort of end up building things around around that incident something that's noteworthy you know and um, so it's so like I said, it's a, it's pretty spontaneous. But I'm really I'm looking forward to being able to 
write about hanging out with my car club, the Road Devils. Yep. Um, you know, getting together for you know at shows. Um, yep. You know, we kept we kept going through through this mess by just just kind of having a ha- having a socially distanced tailgate relationship where we would just just meet somewhere and hang out for a little bit, and we're kind of spread out between Orange County and San Diego County. And uh, but now to be able to just have shows to go to, you know, we're getting all these notifications on Instagram and stuff of shows coming up. Um, I'm also, by the way, I've been working on my I have a 49 uh, Chevy Styline custom uh, that I recently pulled into my garage. I, t- I talked in the column recently about this sort of uh you know, leg bone connected to the hip bone thing that happens when you, you pull the car in to rebuild the front suspension and then mm. you end up ter- tearing the entire <laughs> the entire car down to the bare bones and starting from scratch. But I'm I'm looking forward to getting that done and on the road by the next Grand National Roadster show, which is going to be January of 2022. And it'll be uh, just by the grace of God, if I get it finished, it'll be in the Suede Palace there. Sweet. And, oh, that'll be fantastic. And, and which it has before. I got a I got a picture of me and Billy F. Gibbons standing in front of my sled in the Suede Palace. Nice. Um, uh, he's a, he's such a cool dude, and and you gotta get you got to get him on sometime. I'll tell you, I saw him at this. I saw him walking through the hall at the, at the Suede Palace, and I walked up to him and I and I said, Billy. I said, I'll give you a dollar if you take a picture with me in front of my car. And he's, he's just like, all right, brother, is that your car right there? I said, yeah. So so we get together, we get a picture taken, and I'm like, all right, man. I slap him on the back, and I'm like, thanks a lot. I started to walk away, and he goes, hey, where's my dollar? <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. I was like, right on. I reached in my pocket, and I gave him a dollar. And uh, But anyways, that's the kind of thing that you can't uh, – doesn't happen during COVID. You know, mm-hmm. that kind of right. stuff doesn't happen. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Just everybody coming back together and mm-hmm. hanging out at shows, and I'm I'm sure there'll there'll be plenty of those little nuggets to write about. Yeah, man, and you know, writing is like such a kind of a fickle thing for me, dude. Like I really like to write. Like I, you guys, like I really really like to write. But being able to like slow down and synergize with your own second voice in the brain and like get to plug in and be in the mode and like write organically is not an easy thing to do um to slow your brain down but dale just keeps bringing us like hit after hit and you know now we've got jamie coming yeah. along and miss jamie i'm looking I'm, forward to seeing that that's cool miss jamie I'm, I'm, I'm curious what what do you have on the horizon for us girl what are you thinking about so I definitely, um, I have a passion kind of for the underdog, as I, Charlie and I have kind of talked about before, um, especially particularly in this time period, being the women of rockabilly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, nice. people like Little Richard, for instance, like people of color in rockabilly during a time in which it was not socially really easy to do so, to be playing shows and to be at the forefront and spread an awareness that, you know, the rockabilly roots world, the 50s, there's more than just Elvis, you know, there's so much good music and it has such a rich interesting fascinating history um there and you know i love to read a great biography or read great articles on musicians and i'm so excited when i find stuff that's about these people that you know it's, it's from a long time ago there's not always tons of stuff out there mm-hmm. it's such a great like you feel like you find a treasure and so for me i want to be able to do that for someone you know i want them to be reading through and seeing all these beautiful cars and and doing you know reading about 
all of the the culture that we are submerged in and then seeing, oh man, I didn't know about this person, you know, maybe helping, um, you know, focusing on the predecessors um, as well as helping to promote the contemporaries that are Mm -hmm. still around. And, you know, I, I really have a huge passion for doing what I can't, I can't carry a tune in a bucket. Listen, I can't play an instrument. So to me, I feel like for me to be as passionate about music as I am, what I can do, my part would be to help care, you know, keep the fire going, get new audience, make the history and the stories and the information accessible and humorous and easy to read <laughs> and retain. Um, you know, I, I want to, I want to do something in the music world. Like I said, I, you know, I, not a musician so i've you know i'm constantly consuming um you know reading and watching documentaries and basically you know um it it comes down to i want somewhere to be able to put this you know i've kind of been feeling that creative itch for a while wanting somewhere to put all of that knowledge at the end of the day you know one nice thing about having a, a forum to put that into is you're you're keeping it alive but you're you're making it so other generations can go, oh man, mm-hmm. what, what? Exactly. She told me about this. I didn't even know about this. You go, oh man. Yes. And you can tell them all about it. You know, and it's like you're, for lack of a better term, you're a historian and you mm-hmm. are. It just happens to be about a different topic than what would be considered, you know, the mainstream of what other people would think. And this thing is music, it's history. History, knowing history. How, yes. how it all started. Roots. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. who was the first cat who did this? You know, and, and how did this guy come from? Well, he comes from. You know, he started with Delta Blues and he moved to Rockabilly and did whatever it was, you know? I mean, everyone needs to know about those things. It's important. You know, you know, Jamie, I'm, I'm so totally with you on that. I've got, uh, I've got a, what I would almost call now a vast collection of, of biographies and autobiographies of bands. I'm probably close to a hundred books now that I've read. Wow. Um, that, so awesome. and, and because, you know, Roots Rockabilly and Blues, uh, you know, that stuff is the vinyl of, Mm-hmm. of live performed music and it, it's mm-hmm. it's rife to always come back around the reason i'm in a blues band is because everybody comes out to see blues you know um mi- middle-aged people young people uh bikers love blues and <laughs> yeah. and and uh so it always <laughs> endures man it just it, it just endures and so i i'm i'm looking forward to reading reading your stuff and uh yeah. That's like learning one of something. my favorite things about music. What you just said right there, the unifying aspect. Good music, yeah. there's nothing, you know, to me, there's nothing better and just no, nothing like the energy you get at a live show and mm-hmm. looking around and everybody's there and they're excited and they've got huge smiles plastered on their faces and they're dancing. It's mm-hmm. just so lively, you know. It's, it's so, I love it. It's electric. I really do. And especially, like you said about blues, that's a really, you know, there's a wide-based audience there. So, to me, those are the best kinds of shows where you can mm-hmm. see all these people hanging out that typically, you know, maybe they wouldn't be hanging out, but they're all there having a great time, rubbing elbows, pre-COVID, um, and <laughs> great, you know, like it's just, it's great. It really I is. Sh- I saw lots of people, uh, bumping elbows during COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen I, it. I love the way that people are talking, that you guys are talking about this. And when people talk about, Hey, I was at this show or I was at, you know, you know, like when I was a kid, I went with a buddy of mine, the Steve Miller band, and we got the shit kicked out of us by a bunch of fellas because <laughs> we did the wrong <laughs> thing, not even knowing it. We we're kids and we still laugh oh. and talk about it today. Cause it's funny. You know what I mean? But it's like when people, <laughs> 
different generations what talk about doing, different though? things. What are you doing, though? Can you tell us? Yeah, I had a buddy of mine that yeah, I was sitting there. <laughs> we were kids, and I shoulder tapping beer, and that was fine. And I'm drinking a beer, and my buddy starts looking at this chick and starts talking to this really pretty girl. And I look over, and I see about 18 fellas with cuts on their backs come walking over because it was one of their girl. And I said, I just looked over and went, oh, here we go. And I got handed to me. But it was, it was it's a good story. And I was you know, you know Deuce, I got to tell you, it's very difficult for me to picture that. Yeah. Well, I was, I was, it, was, it was the one time you got your yeah. ass kicked. Uh, yeah, well, it's, 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 it's happened. It's happened. This happened my whole But you get what I'm saying? Where those kind of stories come from live music concerts. Oh, everybody who's ever been to a show, no matter what it is, whether you're watching a classical, someone perform classical music in the in the in, you know in a full blown theater, to being on a huge outside venue, to being in a small little club, mm-hmm. to whatever, everybody has a story about live music, and it's right. important mm-hmm. to keep all that stuff alive because if mm-hmm. people aren't telling those stories, that's a whole side of history that goes away. Yeah. You know, it's, it's I amazing. I see the gigantic smile on my face right now. I'm so happy about this. Aww. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> it, yeah, absolutely. Keeping that history alive is so important because mm-hmm. if you think about it, a lot of the, the, you know, the rock and roll bands, the contemporary ones that are around now, it's like those people wouldn't be doing what they were doing if not for their predecessors. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. You yeah, got to understand mm-hmm. the history to be able to understand what you currently have. Yeah, right. you know what trip what trips me out a little bit is that I'm playing in a blues band. Uh, that is doing covers of, like, let's say a Zeppelin song that that, that you know Zeppelin took from Willie Dixon or <laughs> Sun Sun House or one of the old, you know, uh, the original, you know, black blues masters. So we're doing covers of people doing covers of other people, you, you know. But and so we've taken it. It's leapfrogging generations now. It's it's really it's really cool to be a part of it. It really is. I mean, I mean, I this right now I think is kind of the best time of my life, and and with music yeah. and with cars and all the things that that are happening right now, it's mm-hmm. really awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, oh yeah, absolutely. When when Murphy was talking about that, that now that that the COVID is beginning to subside quite a bit, and we're going to be getting back out there and doing things and car shows and whatnot. This is just it. People who may never have gone to live music shows or never wanted to. Are going to mm-hmm. turn around and go? I'm going to get out of the house. house. I'm going, yeah. and all of a sudden, their friends are like going, or they 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 after their first show, they go, I can't believe I've never experienced this before, and mm-hmm. said, "Baby, we've been trying to tell you this for five years, and it's amazing." And this might just whole start a whole resurgence of an entire, I don't want to say class of people, but an entire group of people who who would never have done that before that are now going to embrace it and go everywhere and do everything and be out yeah. for music shows and go mm-hmm. to car shows. And to, to, to and, you know, just to be out there and, and yeah. to be as opposed to being locked in an apartment or house for a year, yep. you know, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, it's prime time for that. You know, I think people, like you said, they're going to be itching more than ever to get out and experience life. Listen, we've had what a year and a half to sit and reflect and think and watch Netflix all day. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> there, you know, there's going to be an eagerness and a passion to experience these real life interactions and experiences mm-hmm. more than ever. I feel like mm-hmm. it's. Absolutely. You know, I'm not going to say it's been great, but it's been kind of cool for in some aspects, maybe like that. I really feel like that, you know, live audiences and shows and all that are going to be bigger and better. You've got all these musicians that have been cooped up for mm-hmm. for a long, too long now, and they're going to be playing their best, most soulful, just everything poured into it because yes. they've missed yeah. it so much. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everybody's been yep. cooped up way too long. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know what? My my band, we started the band uh, just a few months before COVID, and we gave ourselves about six months to rehearse before we played out. And uh, we ended up spending the better part of two years rehearsing before we ever uh, played our first live gig, and and we got really good <laughs> without having with, wow. without having to have any any uh, bad shows to work out the kinks. So you know you can I I think we'll be looking back in the positive aspects of it. Yeah. I mean, sure, it's been horrible and and uh, the worst kind of horrible to people who who lost somebody, but mm-hmm. but uh, I, I I think we'll I think we'll look back on the the positive aspects of it after. And even even if you're play, playing in a club and you have a heckler, you suck. Thank you for showing up to our game. <laughs> Thank we you so much. Yeah, I love you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody comes back with a new attitude. Everybody. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I can tell. Like, um, you know, co-hosting the Rockabilly Review, we have quite a few listeners. They still, you know, it, it's it's really kind of an old school feel there too. People actually call into the studio and like, I'll talk to them. And during, you know, all this COVID stuff, people would call in and they would be like, you know, I'm just so happy to hear music. And, you know, we we're one of the, you know, only stations that actually still have live DJs, um, mm-hmm. whether that be uh, diligent or neglectful, I don't know. <laughs> but we, we all still went um, and people would call and they're just like, this is literally like the highlight of my week because things suck right now. And hearing <laughs> good music makes me so happy. And, yeah. you know, like that's just a great, you know, it's, I, it's just cool. People, I think, really do. They're hungry for more knowledge because they hear something, you know, it's impossible for it not to catch your ear. And if you help, you know, like it's promote the history and talk about it more, people are going to be intrigued and they're going mm-hmm. to be interested and they're going to go out and then we're, we're helping to sustain our current, you know, rockabilly roots, uh, music scene, mm-hmm. you know, building new yeah. audiences. Some people don't even know that there's still people around doing this kind of music, right? <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, and there are, and there's some great ones out there. There are some great mm-hmm. ones out there. You're not kidding. Fantastic ones. Well guys, Hey, we, we need to wrap this up here pretty quick. Remember what you got. Yeah, so listen, um, you guys, this has been great. Jamie, we are really looking forward to what you're bringing to the table and having you come on board and do some stuff with us. And Dale, man, I can't thank you enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that my, my parting words are going to be a call to action, uh, which which is kind of my thing, my mantra, right? Like, But like, y'all, like, we want you to subscribe today mm-hmm. to help do your part to keep print media alive. Exactly. Old school rods, car culture deluxe. You know, you can go to Murphos Publishing, M U R P H O S Publishing.com and do that. And it is the best way, the way I encourage all of you, if you like what we're doing, if you're a part of our world and you want to see this continue, please <laughs> do your part and come and subscribe today. Oh no, man! I'm 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 just in complete agreement. I pass the word as much as possible, um, and and you know you, you can't always count on the newsstands anymore. So subscribe. No, no. It's as easy no. as that. It's a couple of you know. It's maybe a couple of lattes. You know, for mm-hmm. uh, for like a year's year's worth of magazines. Dude, Come on, right. it's, yeah, it's, it's a no brainer. It's not much at all. I have a buddy's no. friend asked me, "Well, how much yeah. is that? It's a bag of cheeseburgers. What are you worried about? Just get the dot-com magazines." <laughs> yeah. So and that is a happy day when this thing shows up in your mailbox, man. I, yeah, I tell dude. you what. Again, being the print geek, I take it out of the mailbox and I smell it ah, first I because I love the smell. <laughs> I love the smell of the, freshly the printed, mm-hmm. freshly yeah. printed magazines and UV coating on the covers. Oh, it's yeah. so nice. Hey, Dale. If people want to get a hold of you or you know talk with you on social media or look at your cars, whatever. What do you got for us, man? Give us a skinny on everything that you got going on out there. 
Uh, well, you know what? I've I've got a relatively low profile. I've, I'm on I'm on Facebook. I don't do Instagram so much because I just don't I just don't like my phone dinging all the time. But <laughs> but uh, you can find me on Facebook if you just search under Dale Van Zant, V A N Z A N T, and um, uh, and also DVZ at MurphosPublishing dot com. I do mm-hmm. get letters from I do get letters from readers, and it's really cool because I've always said these columns are a two way conversation. You know, I just feel like I've, I just met you at a car show and we're standing in front of your car talking. That's mm-hmm. how it is. It's like a one on one thing with me for every single reader. And when people write in, it's like a, it, it's like hearing from a friend. That's so cool. and that's so really what it's all about. You know, it's about getting yeah. everyone together. And the next, you might not see a guy for five years. He walks up and he goes, Dale, you might not remember me. But you turn around and go, Sean, how you doing, buddy? I remember that. Yeah. This, 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 you know, that's fantastic. Absolutely. All right, hey, having a personal touch in the digital world, you know, it's so mm-hmm. cool. It's so cool to see a group of people so passionate about keeping that alive is really awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is, and, and Jamie, Jamie Brains, why don't you give us all of your info for people who want to tune into your show or get a hold of you on social media or look at what you, everything you're doing. So on um, on Facebook, I the name of the column um, I should mention is, is going to be Rock and Roll High School. Um, because as well as like kind of teaching people about the music, I'm learning too. You mm-hmm. know, I'm learning that there is so much out there to learn and that I'm so excited to share. So, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, teaching, but I'm learning also. Um, so on Facebook, I've created a, a page, uh, rock and roll high school. Um, you can find me on Instagram under Jamie brains and it's J A M E Y like James, but with a Y gotcha. uh, brains. And, um, I am on air at, on KNON for the Rockabilly Review every other Tuesday uh, from 8 to 10 p.m. Um, if you're not local in DFW area, you can go to KNON.org and there is actually a calendar and you can stream it online. Um, shows are archived for two weeks, so you can always go back and check that out. Um, yeah, you can uh, find me on Instagram or add that Rock and Roll High School page. I intend to. Um, start kind of sharing some little uh, tidbits and kind of um, maybe a sneak peek on what the the next column will be, just to give you a little taste of of uh, what history we'll be diving into. So you can get ready for class, kids. Yeah, nice, perfect, <laughs> right on. Yeah. So well, hey guys, thank you guys so very much for for calling into the show and talking with us today, man. Murpha, what you got before we close it out? Man, I think we did great, uh, great show. Thank you guys so much, and I'm just like, just juiced. Yes, excited. Miss Charlie, I'm good. I don't know what you want me to say. You put me on the spot, and I'm like, what? (laughs) Uh, Excuse me, what? She sits right across from me at the table, and I do this, and she looks at me with these eyes, like, stop doing that. Anyway, I'm so happy to be here, you guys. I really am. Thank, thank you, you once again, Jamie Brains. And, and thank, thank you, you very, very much, Dale, brother. I appreciate you all for calling in. I'm going to show up on your doorstep one day, brother. Oh, Dale, yeah. listen, yeah. listen, wait, before we go, I, I forgot about that. Yeah, hey, man, I'm extending you that invitation to come to Texas mm-hmm. and come and hang out with us for a couple days yeah. sometime, man. Maybe he can come super... when we're doing Pistons and Pen Ups yeah, or our, something. Our when next, we're doing oh, it, gosh, our next cool. one, it's pretty quick, though. It's the 29th. Yeah, no, I'm in uh, July. In July. Yeah. Dale, come to Texas. Yep. Come hang out with us. Yeah. Right on. The real sun is like down here where it's 108 yeah. degrees. <laughs> <laughs> where it can kill you. That's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> Dale, you ever had a heat stroke before? There you go. <laughs> hey, guys, thanks All right. again. Anyway, th- we will talk to you on the next one. Thanks for tuning in. Good night. Night. 
Tune in to Custom Culture Rodcast, brought to you by Car Culture Deluxe and Old School Rods Magazine.